0: Welcome
1: to Caribbean Millennials Good morning Vietnam Oh I mean Rope Podcast. <laughs> Whoops Whoops, Whoops. <laughs> Yeah Cut that one out Tony, cut that one out <laughs> Good morning oh in fact i'm not supposed to be saying because we don't let people know when we actually record so hello Whoa,
0: mystery
2: well fun fact i might because we were just talking about how um mercury was in gatorade and, <laughs> 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 and actually the day, today that we're recording if y'all are feeling funny it's because it's full moon in taurus it's halloween bro
0: i the know none of that means right. Gaji,
2: <laughs> after this, I'm gonna be lighting my candles and you know, is um, to the moon.
1: is Halloween locally in the Caribbean like Gade appreciation Day. Like, <laughs> shout out to your Oba woman! Shout out to your oh my god,
0: big up,
1: big up! Big up. You know, you live in large
0: <laughs> big up people, <laughs> big up, people, yeah. Wow.
2: But the guys are international just a whatsapp call away, guys
0: you know. guys guys we have a guest try and be on your best behavior jeez and Man, introduce the guest this,
2: this guest is like i mean this is our first time actually like having her on speaking but i just i just feel like she's family you know she's been an og you know following the podcast from the jump um all right so we have uh <clears throat> sorry, just let me get my accent right. Oh, <laughs> I'm boy. probably going to put her name. Here we I'm so sorry. Um, but we have Mayela Cancel, uh, <clears throat> born and raised in Guadeloupe. Uh, she has a blog called Myandseng.com, which uh she shared her life um and her experience going through um and looking for black representation in cinema, music, and literature. Um and uh, she also started a podcast called Caru Que Hey, I hope I got that right. Yes. <laughs> and yes. My French accent is so nice. She bad. said no. Um, but um, she has this podcast both in French and English versions, if you want to check this out. And her focus is on sharing Caribbean um, stories and narratives. And it's all about Caribbean representation in drama uh, cinema and television so um it's like kind of like a podcast we had before saying that you know representation is so important i think the fact that she focuses on cinema and television is really important and she comes at it through um a really like educated um, informative lens so happy to have you my love.
3: welcome welcome hi thank you for having me Nice we to meet you. An accent,
2: you know. <laughs> you want a baguette and some yogurt.
3: Oh my God! What? <laughs> <The answer> <laughs>
0: <new>. <laughs>
1: wow. Well,
0: okay.
3: I, I'm not really used to speak English, so I'm really trying my best to to sound okay. I'm trying. You
2: sound perfectly
0: fine. You sound perfectly fine.
1: I'm doing better to- than a lot of people that English is first language. So, congrats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right so let's start y'all how was everyone's week adani Who?
0: boy well then okay let me
1: tell you at the end of this week i had to sit down and just put roman reason and pistachio in the same bowl and they should sit down and just watch the world burn you know because wow. it was that kind of week okay wow. let me set the scene for you right it's covid in 2020 right And you're a new teacher in a strange new world, right? And suddenly every student is home and they have to do midterms, you know? And suddenly nobody's internet is working. The same people are playing
0: conveniently
1: and Apex Legends (laughs) and Roblox. All semester long, suddenly their computers are not working and they can't do assignments. So what you get... Is every morning you wake up to about two million messages from students asking, "Sir, can I get more time to finish my assignment?" Sir, why is my grade so low? Sir, why is this assignment so hard? Sir, please help me. I don't <laughs> want my mother to beat my ass because my grades are low. And oh my goodness, like finally it's it's over. Like you know, I submitted Thursday um, evening. You know, I was even the nice teacher that. Gives people until Friday afternoon, even though grades are the first day at midnight. Please just turn in something so I can give you a better grade. Not because I want to look good, but because I want you to succeed. And then about Friday at 2:40, I just said, Yeah, fuck it all. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you have is <laughs> getting sent to administration, and that's the end of that.
0: You know that Jordan meme? Yeah, fuck them kids. Yep, <laughs> wow. yep.
1: Ah, yep. fuck them kids. Oh, like I see that. <laughs> but, but little Timmy, you know, who got 7.14%. Well, <laughs> have, so, a good, have a good week. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I wonder if that's what we were like when we were in school. I
1: don't think so. No, we were upstanding students who give their very all. To get the best that they can get and to be the and best. And lit
0: volleyball cuts on fire. Shh. You know. <laughs> they still call that, that, that the an accident. They still call it that
1: the volleyball accident of 2006. They don't know who did it. Yeah.
0: That was a freak accident.
2: I'm pretty sure if there's a statute of limitations, you'll have clearly passed it right now. Oh, yeah. I yeah, would yeah. hope. 14 years ago.
1: Yeah. A long time ago, we had. um um all day in yeah. our home five and you know we brought gasoline to school and we lit a pig on fire but you know some spilled over on the court and then
0: it just know, happened and then i happened to just light a match and it fell on the court like what i don't know how that yeah. happened the wind the wind makes no sense
2: that's just another wild. thing that uh happened since you recorded you celebrated the whole oh well no juneque all right you had
1: oh, oh yes but we, we spoke about that no
0: yeah, we, we spoke about. Oh, that. sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but
1: I, I had leftovers all throughout the week. <laughs> that, that's what that's kept good. me sane. Smoke herring while grading is just, you know, first year, first year.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Myla, how was your week?
3: Uh, it was okay because uh, it was my second week of holiday, and okay. it was fine until Thursday. And then Thursday it started to went downhill because I'm also a teacher. <laughs> I I'm oh my elementary, God. School, elementary elementary school and we are going back to school on Monday and we just don't know how it's going to happen because Ooh. one one minute they say we're going back at ten o'clock and then. They said, no, we're going back at eight o'clock. And I don't know because we were supposed to have this, like 15 minutes to talk with our students about um, the teacher who got killed. I don't know if it was relayed by other media, international media, but we had a, a there was a, a terrorist attack uh, in, in France, well, this week and two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, it was a teacher who got killed. And we were supposed to talk about it with our students on Monday. And now they said we should not. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we got different info, information and we don't know what's happening. So it's exhausting, <laughs> mentally exhausting.
0: Yeah, wow, that wow, wow, like
2: wow. So much Adani context, <laughs> <laughs> like, was your week that bad?
1: <laughs> um, well, we didn't have any terrorist attacks that I know of,
2: <laughs> but uh, that's wow, that's crazy. That sounds like so much, my And I mean, you're in France right now, so even what is happening with COVID, um, where you're at?
3: Well, allegedly, we are in a lockdown since Thursday, but. Really, nothing has changed that much because we can still go out uh, at well, maybe one kilo. I don't know. Um, well, we can stay around where we live for about an hour. We can go to we can go shopping for grocery, um, and we well, kids are still going to school, so it's not really a lockdown. Only mm-hmm. movie theaters and restaurants are closed and maybe uh, big malls, but I'm not sure. Really, we don't, we don't know exactly how it is a lockdown. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's like, what's going on? Why are we still able to go out like there's nothing wrong? So we don't know. It's weird. It's a very weird situation right now. Strange times.
2: Yeah, because I was seeing in the news and I I got like my morning like New York Times thing and they had showed a graph and they had shown like France skyrocketing like compared to the other countries. And I was like, whoa, what is happening, you know, over there? But it's so interesting how each country and even within countries, like different cities and that kind of thing are, are dealing with this whole thing. And it makes you wonder, like, when are we ever going to see the lights at the end of the the tunnel? You know, some people are saying it's like, a, oh, it's going to be like two years or whatever. But you wonder, I mean, is it even going to be longer than that? Uh how is
1: Guadeloupe wow. doing? Because I saw that Martinique basically went on shutdown till December
0: fifth. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I think Guadeloupe isn't. Uh, there's no lockdown for now, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, there were a lot of cases uh, between August and September. Oh wow! So and there's no hospital. Right, there's no hospital right now, so it's very hard to. Handle the situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, there's absolutely like no hospital at all.
3: Well, there's one os- hospital, but he's uh, it's old, and they are oh. building another one right now. Because I think that's um, I DM'd, uh Anushka about this because you talked about it one day, and I said that the the new hospital is being built. Uh, is being built right now. So, um, because the previous one uh, got, burned down, got burned down. Yeah, it's that,
2: a very similar situation to Saint Lucia.
3: <sighs> yeah, and so there's no. Well, they don't have full equipments to take care of people.
0: That's not good to hear, man. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: I think. When we spoke about it, what we were saying is that it's so interesting how, you know, you live on your island or you have your attachments to your island, but so many other islands are going through similar Similar things things that you're not even sure about, right? Um, But it's still, like, unfortunate across the board, and that's why a lot of us feel, you know, these these kind of ways. Um, Vernon, my darling, how was your week?
0: Sure, man. (laughs) just chilled I'm, I'm serious guys I I tried my best to you know do nothing <laughs> outside of work and exercise that's it I just chilled I, I don't know I like I just in my mind I was like this week I'm gonna take it easy just gonna relax not gonna let my workers piss me off with their stupid questions yeah that's that's, that's all it was um. I even avoided social media a bit. Anushka, your week?
2: Mine was. um, All right. I was kind of transitioning as well last week. Um, I was off. So this week it was getting back into the swing of things with work and remembering what I do for a living. So that was um, interesting. (laughs) Um, I. I'm currently only working two days a week. So when I took the two days off, it was like, oh, 10 days that I like have no work responsibilities or anything to do. So um, like getting your brain back in the swing of things is always um, interesting. I've also been trying to be like festive with all this Halloween stuff. So I did some like care packages for my neighbors and stuff, you know, just spreading. Being a good neighbor
0: and all that jazz.
2: Yeah, you know got invited to um go on a walk with a neighbor you know like you know just living my best social self
0: oh i went to the doctor (laughs) this week guys you know turns out i'm i'm okay i'm healthy i'm not dying you know so there's that call that a win for me win yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) um Alright, so news, I mean, there's only really two things I, like, had on course, but um, if you guys would like to add anything, I feel like right now, um, for the two of us living in the States, and I'm sure, like, many people in the world are watching it, like, we're just looking at, okay, we got an election. Did (laughs) y'all know
0: that the US recorded 100,000 coronavirus cases yesterday? In one day,
1: I'm I'm beginning to realize the US will just always have coronavirus for the rest of the in like, one day. day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Say it with me: in 24 oh. hours, oh, that's a long statement. Hundred thousand yeah. cases.
1: Is yeah. that, that was just that a reg- record?
0: <laughs> that was just a regular Friday. Yeah, it's a record. That was a regular Friday. Well, yeah, and I regular fucking the previous,
2: Friday. Um, I don't know if it was the weeks, the days leading up, there was like at first 80,000 in one day was a record. And then the next day was another 80,000 something. So um, yeah, it's, it's really scary. Yo, you'll
0: see when Black Friday hit that shit's about to skyrocket.
2: Well, I mean, there's also Thanksgiving, right? Black when... Friday
0: to today, tomorrow, Halloween. Halloween
2: yeah. Psh, ah,
0: them fools can't control themselves. Mm. <laughs> scary.
2: Um, yeah, so then there's COVID numbers increasing, um, elections and, coming and up, elections coming at the same time. Go and vote if you haven't US, already, um, guys. If you can, US, uh, the voting numbers um are like beating records, right? For yeah, most number of votes, um, and that's early voting
0: stuff going yeah, on, eh? early so.
2: voting. Um, even here where we are in Texas, um all of the early voting at this point has surpassed the total number of votes in 2016. So
0: my thing is, either these people really upset with the current president or they're so enthusiastic to get him back in. I'm scared to find out which one it is. Yep.
2: So, a few weeks we'll find out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let me stock up on some alcohol.
2: Uh, so get it now alcohol toilet paper canned goods
0: ammunition
2: and that's what you're seeing as well which is uh scary but interesting um that people are running out and buying guns and ammunition um walmart even um said they're going to stop um stop like selling them or having them on display or whatnot
0: no shit walmart you should have been stopped selling guns and ammo yeah, your grocery exactly. store. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Did, did you see that? Why should I be able
0: to get eggs and bullets in the same place?
1: Because sometimes you want to kick, um, cook your eggs with a little bit of firepower. <laughs> <laughs> but did you did you see that um, they were they were white militant Americans training for if Donald Trump loses, like they're yes. well, that, running a, where... a <sighs> horse like <laughs> a police-looking. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, other people are they, they what, bored they have too much time on their hands that's
2: hand. what I was saying in terms of like we're just gonna really have to hunker down and like watch how things unfold because I feel like either way it goes they're gonna be like riots and
0: like uh, why are these people they want to do a puzzle or read a book build something like not a bomb <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. you know you have to state it for them because they're not too smart. Ugh.
1: Well, I, sure I think it's because they're reading. That's broadcast. why they're so silly.
2: <laughs>
0: I, you would think they're not. They probably are to know who to target.
2: All right, on that dark you and need to go to Home Depot,
0: buy a nail gun <laughs> or something. You know,
1: a nail gun, <sighs> a crowbar, a machete.
0: Exactly. Yeah, just ready.
1: You know, prepared. a bow
0: and arrow.
1: Oh yeah. You know, oh, you know what is deadly? You see that water pressure machine
0: a pressure washer <laughs> yes i just bought one yes
1: I, I know that yeah so that would take somebody's eye out like
0: exactly <laughs> oh my
1: god you by mistake i hit myself on the hand do. and this is just tell. healing you know like i literally oh, give yeah. myself a scar like yeah. and I, I can't even give like a cool story like i was washing the garbage with <laughs> <garbage laughs> <garbage. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> like you know when you're trying to do too much <laughs> And things just get out of hand so quickly.
0: (laughs) It it all went downhill so quickly. Oh,
1: so fast. One minute I was washing the bin. Next minute I know my hand is bleeding. I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, so that'll that'll take somebody's eye out. (laughs) So I was just washing my walls. This man broke into my house.
2: Hopefully we don't have to get there. Hopefully we'll be safe. Hopefully we...
0: Yeah,
1: hopefully.
2: Yeah, I think you
0: sure. should watch
1: um, Home Alone one for free just to prepare,
0: right? <laughs> you know, can memorize my traps.
1: i never be <laughs> captured. All
0: right, Anushka, what are we talking about?
2: Um, we're talking about the French Caribbean connection. Okay, okay. Did, didn't you um
0: read the outline? No, I no, did not.
2: Didn't you like gather that from us having by Alone? Frank-o-fony. I mean, I gather that, but
0: you know, that's a pretty, that could be a pretty broad topic, man. Yeah, like,
2: good, good. But I'm pretty sure we're going to have her back. I, I feel it in my bones.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I have a very, very important good. question.
1: <laughs> is the French-Caribbean connection connected to francophonie? Because for years growing up, I heard francophonie so often, and I still don't know what it is.
3: Right? So, fr- francophonie, that's the word? We oui. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's it's. I think it's the the word we use to to describe anything related to France. And okay. any speak any language, or I- even if you're not French but you're able to speak French, then you are well a francophone, <laughs> francophone in French. That means you can you're able to speak, but you're not French. Mm. Okay. Okay. so francophone right. francophony is like uh to me it's small of it's more like propaganda from france to oh. show how strong its culture is mm.
2: okay. okay that makes
1: sense interesting no wonder they were pushing it on the uh, smaller islands
2: okay i get um, that Okay, so for us, we all know the Caribbean is a very diverse region, right? And one of their subcultures that I think is very interesting is that of the French Caribbean, French West Indies. And there's Martinique, Guadeloupe, Saint Martin, not Saint Martin, um, and Saint Bart's, that um, between those four countries, there's like 800,000 you know, people just amongst those four countries and they're in, you know, similar size to the smaller islands, right? But in addition to that, there's also Haiti, which is like 11 million people just by themselves. Um, So, when you're talking about the French-speaking Caribbean, that's a pretty, um, you know, sizable population. But even just talking about those you know smaller islands i feel like we me personally i know that they're like there and like we're like close but kind of close but not as like integrated and stuff as we could be i personally feel like between the french caribbean um spanish-speaking caribbean and english i feel like language has been like the main barriers that we like have not been as like integrated as we could could be,
0: hmm.
2: but I don't I do know.
0: About know. That, hey. Yeah, Martin, I, I don't. Do, I reintegrated
1: into Saint
2: <laughs> Lucia. <laughs> no, no, but, but Saint
0: Lucia to be one, you know. <laughs> no, but
2: I think because Martinique and because Saint Lucia has that Creole background, right? Uh, Saint Lucia and Dominica, uh, Martinique and Guadeloupe, right, mm-hmm. have very close ties, but that's through us having the language connection of Creole, right? I'm talking about mm. if you don't know French or if you don't know English, like how close are the connections between Martinique and Trinidad, you know, Martinique and Grenada, you know, these kinds of things. Okay. And mm. I'm And I'm not saying that the connection does not exist because it obviously does, but I'm saying I feel like it could be stronger and we all probably could know a little bit more about their culture. As well, okay. Right, uh, but I could be completely off base.
3: <laughs> I, you know, I talk about it in my podcast. The name of, of the podcast is Carriquièrement. You got it right the first time, and I, I'm really trying to see what I call the Caribbean connections between how between my vision as a woman from Guadeloupe. Who was born and raised in Guadeloupe, and how I see what Trinidad's culture is or Antigua, and it's always fascinating to me how I can relate to what's going on in in the stories, and I and there's not that much difference. There there are differences like, uh, I. In my episode 10 and 11, I talk a lot about the history of Trinidad and Tobago and the the Indian, Indian, Indo-Caribbean people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I talk about the history because we also, we in Guadalupe, we also had uh, the Indian immigration, but it was very, very uh, small compared to to what happened in, in yes so that makes a difference on on how the society is organized today but it's it's we have more in common that than we think and I, that's why that's why i really hope there will be more films uh, to show that so we can be aware of how we have in com- of how much we have in common. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also uh, because I know it's something we always talk about in in the French Caribbean community. There's also French Guyana.
2: Yes. Yes. We, sure. all,
3: we we often forget about them, but there's also French Guyana.
2: Yeah. Thank you for for bringing that one up. So I guess this. Let's kind of dive into it and like your experience growing, growing up, and um, you know, in in Guadeloupe. How do you feel? Um, so I guess even just being in Guadeloupe, how do you feel like you have been received as being Caribbean in French spaces? Yeah.
3: Um. So. so like-
2: Yeah, so once you're, because you live in France right now, right? Yes. So even Guadeloupe and Martinique, the French Caribbean, I guess, is, you know, small relative to France. So coming to France and saying, you know, yes, I'm French, I'm from Martinique or Guadeloupe, did people, sorry, Guadeloupe, did people, like, know about, like, where you were from? Like, did they acknowledge, like, you know, you being French for that? Was there, like, a knowledge of, that Mm
3: -hmm. so when I when I came to France I was 20 so Mm -hmm. I I went to university Mm -hmm. so I was supposed to be with people with some uh, with some knowledge about the history and the geography of France and that was surprising to me but it's not something unusual that French white French people think that Guadeloupe and Martinique are next to Africa. Oh
0: really? Oh really?
3: Wow. Yes. Okay. And it's even weirder to to realize that they can actually locate St. bart They know it's in the Caribbean Sea but Guadeloupe and Martinique, it's something very vague. Mm -hmm. And that's not because they're not taught about um, the, well, we are still colonies to me. (laughs) Also, officially, we are called départements, but we are colonies. And they know about it, but it's still, it's too vague for them. And when I was in college, I felt very rejected and especially because I wasn't in, I didn't have other Guadalupean um, classmates and so on. It, there, well, yeah, there were not a lot uh, in my university, so I was really all by myself. And it was very hard because I, I I knew about racism, but it's something different when you experience it yourself and you're not sure if it's really racism or not. There's always this little voice that tells you, maybe it's not, maybe really they're not that bad. They're not that evil, but... It. I went to university for like ten years because I I studied history and then I studied Korean. So I I went there for a long time and mm-hmm. it's always it it always uh, happened like I would meet people and I would feel rejected or they would they would not treat me with respect and I would feel it but I would pretend that. It wasn't, it was okay that I could deal with it. It was, uh, it was nothing, but it really got to me. And I like, yeah, 10 years. So when I was about to turn 30, I, I think my body just shut down. Like really, I, I was depressed really. And I, my body shut down and then I had to have surgery and then I had to lay down for Six months to recover from the surgery, and then I finally decided to accept my identity as a (laughs) Guadeloupean woman, and to be like, forget them. I I will be who I am. It's okay if they don't want me. If they do not want me, and yeah, so it's been like four years, five, four, four to five years now that I had my awakening. And yeah, but it was really, those 10 years were, were really hard. And my mom is going through it. My little sister also had to deal with very difficult situations. And they're all related to racism. All, although we are officially French, but we are black. So right. so it's hard.
2: Yeah, that's such a powerful story. Thank you for sharing Um so so much of that I loved how you called it like your awakening you know into like embracing your identity and it's unfortunate that you had to go through those like negative experiences to like come back to that but I think um, it's so like special right and um, important that no like I cannot you know continue to like push this down i just need to like live and embrace who who i am like unapologetically um yeah. and adani, you all have any questions okay just, what adani
1: oh no I'm just it's just cool to see the the similarities you know despite yeah, the, yeah. the language barrier
2: <laughs> yeah so i guess with that right is there a huge expectation for you guys like education wise for you to leave Guadeloupe um because of you know French education and I well well
0: first of all how easy is it uh-huh. for you to leave like is it a easy transition over like you just pick up one day and just move off or is there like a a, a long complicated process of sorts
3: uh So for me, uh, my situation was a bit different because I moved to Paris with my mom and my little sister. So it was a family move. So I think it was still easier for me because most of students just leave their home, their family, and they're all by themselves in France. When they're just 18, 19, it's young to live through all that. So, um, so yeah, my experience is a little bit different. I, I think France really, um, really succeeded to make, to make Guadeloupian people feel that France was the only answer to anything they needed. So what I mean is we have, uh, we have a university in Guadeloupe, And I remember growing up that I was told it was a bad university, that it wasn't, um, they didn't provide quality education. And I don't know why, because they're actually really, uh, well, those who, those who teach over there, are people who are recognized in their academic fields all around the world. So I don't know why people say that, but I know I was growing up hearing that, mm-hmm. and I know my mom didn't want me to go uh, to this uh, to this uh, university anyway, uh, so I wouldn't have gone. But most of most of students. Uh, knew from the get-go that they will go to university in France so so they either go to Paris or they go to Bordeaux it's in, in it's in the south of France Bordeaux or Montpellier. There's a big French Caribbean community uh, in, in in these three cities and it's kinda I mean I wish. It wasn't that way because it keeps us disconnected from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And although I know there are programs to go study in, ex- exchange programs, that's a word, ex- exchange programs. Yes, yes it is. Yes. You can go to, to, to Trinidad or to Jamaica, uh, but I'm not, I'm not even sure that they know about it. I know they exist, but I'm, I don't know if, if the students know about these programs, so I'm not sure they're really used to their fullest. That's That would be the way to create those connections between the islands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, because I remember, um, and you just said exchange program, and I remember every year when we were either in um, primary, it was mostly primary school and a little bit in secondary school that um every year for the summer there were either Martinicans or Guadeloupans that like moved into the the schools during the summer and they would come to Saint Lucia and did like it was kinda of like a summer program that they mm-hmm. do in Saint Lucia and they'd go um see the different sites and um they'd have programs I guess to meet the students but it wasn't like so so immersed in primary school um because it was like they were doing nothing and like we occasionally like popped in and yeah. met with them. And then I remember when we were in secondary school there were um uh I think in Maya there were guadalupans that came and spent the day with us but I think they were maybe on a weekend or a week trip to St. Okay. Lucia. Um, and then we each got paired up with somebody, and you know had to spend the day with them. But when it came uh, in my year, like the the French students trip to Martinique, I believe it was, um, it wasn't that many people. Like there were so many more of us doing Spanish that that was a, a bigger thing um, mm-hmm. to go over. Um, did you do any kind of exchange like that when you were younger? Or did you know about them? And then, I guess, growing up, what did you know of or what experiences did you have, like, relating to English-speaking Caribbean countries?
3: Um, I I remember also when I was in elementary school, there was a, a summer program. And I think it was to go to Trinidad and Tobago, I think. But I didn't get to do it. And... Mm-hmm. Just in general, I, I, I didn't connect with uh, the English speaking Caribbean islands because I was very, that's my very personal experience. I don't know about other, other people, but I was very focused on the United States. I don't know, sorry, <laughs> the, the US. <laughs> I was yeah, you're right. yeah, I was very focused on, on them <clears throat> all about the, the culture, the music. So I was more interested in that than what was going on in the Caribbean. For instance, I never got to travel in the Caribbean. That's now that I then I think about it, I realized all the opportunities that I had when I was living in, in Guadeloupe and I didn't get to 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 do all all these things all these things that I want to do now uh, maybe one day but with the covid situation that might yeah. be a bit hard but really my my I I'm really and really all uh, my classmates and all that we were really into Um, hip-hop culture from the US and Mm -hmm. and dance dance dancehall culture from Jamaica but not so much about uh, St. Lucia or Dominica Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think it's funny that you say that because that was, I would say that was our same experience growing up right, even if we were in the English, you know, speaking Caribbean we were not really looking to, growing up we were looking to the US as well so um, you know, I don't know if that's what you were watching, but we were watching, you know, 106 and Park. After oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, big Rhapsody Tigger. in yeah. the basement. You? Yeah. <laughs> and the same oh. thing, we were following the dance hall from, from Jamaica, Jamaica. Yeah. Um, okay, Occasionally, like the soca, right? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it was, Soka wasn't as big like, yeah. as, it as, it, as it is now just the diversity and how much music you yeah. know we would get I think that technology really helped some of the like inter-Caribbean like mixing and stuff because I mean would you say like the US music and Jamaican music was more accessible there was more of it like coming out and it was more like accessible you know?
0: uh-huh. It, it, yeah the the technology really helped i think like especially coming was media too, yeah right? being like, at the I time see? of the internet because if you think about it it's like before the internet you would listen to you'd hear rap whatever rap they play on the radio mm-hmm. or whatever you see on BET mm-hmm. and then when the internet started to kick off and get really big for us people were downloading a lot of music mm-hmm. so that's when people really got like deep into like i know people who got into like underground rap mm-hmm. they found like underground rappers and that kind of stuff so yeah that that really helped and especially with like with with soka because like when you think about it before you'd have to wait to hear it on the radio or, or with Oh, two heads. it was
2: like a seasonal thing, like yeah. only around one carnival or, right? or certain carnivals, and
0: then, then it into...
2: exploded for like that community grew. Yeah. So I think we're like really on the same like timeline and wavelength, even if we may have thought it was different because the same things like we were looking at the same things at the same time but,
0: in uh, But here's the thing, and we we talking about this now, this whole the French connection, but it's all that this thing like the internet brought a lot of these us together Mm -hmm. but it seems like it didn't bring us closer to those french countries
2: i feel i I, feel go ahead Adi.
1: i was gonna say i guess it depends on your perspective right because Mm -hmm. i feel like even before internet was a big thing like people have been using express diesel yeah to yeah. like be in martinique every single holiday like yeah. i know a lot of people who have like an entire other family just in martinique like because well, people I mean, <laughs> even... went, and, and guadeloupe and and dominica just because the boat is there allowing the travel and a lot of times right you can go to martinique guadeloupe dominica for a lot less than you can go to barbados yeah
2: but um, I think Anani, to just hop on that, like while you're explaining it, I think a lot of those connections were forged a long time ago because, um, like uh, Mayela brought up, she brought up French Guyana, Cayenne, right? i i'm sure each one of us knows you know some old people or grandparents or whatever you know that was like yeah so and so is in cayenne or they coming back from cayenne Mm -hmm. you know or he lives in cayenne and has a family in saint lucia and a family i guarantee you because
0: one of my uncles half cousins in cayenne (laughs)
2: you laugh it's serious i I probably have a whole side of a family there that i i don't know because i know people will go in back and forth and that's from like olden days time like you know when people like i'm thinking specifically of my grandmother's family some of them went to windrush that windrush generation that Uh some of them went to england at the same time there were people going to french french guyana At the same time, you know, there were people going to Martinique and their families that have those core connections. And I think for some of us now that are more aware of it, it's easier for us to say, oh, let's go to Martinique for a weekend. But, you know, if you maybe, it may require more planning if you don't know the language or if you're Creole or whatever to take you through (laughs) is not good enough, right? I think the... Like, knowing Creole or knowing French is, like, a major key in those connections as well. Yeah. But I I was
1: able to survive on, on like, the bare minimum in Martinique, so mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's not that bad. It's kind of like going to Puerto Rico. Like, you know the official language is not English, but, but like, everybody kind of, like, has some rudimentary understanding of English, so you know you can get by.
2: Yeah, because I think my parents went for the first time or the second time last year, the year before, and they don't really speak any French, but my mom speaks Creole. So like she used that. But prior to that, the last time they had gone to Martinique was when I was seven. Right. So it was like a 20 something year gap be- before they went back. So oh, wow, there, there are people who go more often, but there are a lot of people well, who have not been at all or,
1: you know. My my parents almost go every year, and mm-hmm. it, I think yeah, uh, I my think sister really actually varies. had my sister's coach has connections in Martinique and Guadeloupe, so she mm-hmm. actually goes to play tennis there with the French students, okay. and they sometimes come to Saint Lucia, and my parents just hop along for the vacation. It mm-hmm. it was so bad they had to charter their own boat for the students, like there's so many of them. <laughs>
2: wow, that's awesome. Um. I was thinking that, um, I was thinking that, oh, did I just... Uh, You know
3: about uh, how uh, we can, well, we live the the same reality. I was thinking about how I would really feel close to the other islands of the Caribbean whenever there was a a hurricane or maybe a earthquake
2: (laughs) so yeah yeah. and you say that and it's so funny because um anytime in you know signature one of these countries there's like a tremor uh, you know like a the small um earthquake or whatever before Mm -hmm. um you get that um then people are on Twitter right away. Did y'all feel that? Was that, yep. was that a tremor? <laughs> but it's like we're going through the same things at the same time or all of us are watching, you know, the hurricanes or tropical depressions or whatever coming coming through and there's that, there's that, um, you know, major connection. Um, but I do think, though, as we described, a lot of us have been in probably the last decade or, you know, 15, 20 years, we've been going through a Caribbean awakening as well, right? So yeah. um, would you say like the same has um, applied in terms of um, Guadeloupean or like French West Indies music? Like for instance, somebody like Kalash, right? Um, becoming so so big right that had to be kind of like an investment in our own music and our own people to propel our own people right to those those you know large stages as well
3: um i'm 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 still studying uh, how the the music market in guadeloupe started and how it developed because there are some weird things that went on it's not to me when you have a group as big as Mm cassav you you shouldn't uh, well the 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 generations that followed up should be way much bigger the artists are very struggling in france and it's not. It's maybe it's racism, and just the French, uh, industry decided that they would not um promote that they would not help Guadeloupe and Martinique and French Guyana to 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 have bigger artists. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But what I know, well, what I know, what I think. Is um, Kalash is big right now, and he really of all the the artists that the, all the artists that are active that have been active for the past ten years, I think he's he's the one who really um, uh, who really shows he's who oh, okay stop
1: um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you'll not finish you'll finish okay, um, okay.
3: Yeah. Kalash, Kalash is the one who affirms his Martinican identity the most mm-hmm. there was another singer uh, in Guadeloupe he's called um, Admiralty, I don't know if you know him Admiralty, mm. no, then then soul singer too, yeah, okay, that so familiar. I think because he 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 did a lot of collabs, and so that that was my point. Kalash is really um pushing through the French market, and Admiralty was about to do the same thing about ten years ago, and then I don't know what happened, but he kind of switched. And now he's he's more into um, Caribbean collabs. So I know he has songs with Haitian singers, uh, maybe Jamaican singers too. He's really trying to create that Caribbean sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a different approach. And that's how artists from Guadeloupe and Martinique they have to choose between the two. For now, the the best option would be for them to be able to start maybe on the Caribbean level and try to connect with other Caribbean singers, and then go straight for the for the international um, international scene. And French the French market would be in the international scene like we have um she's a female wa- uh, rapper uh, called Meril she's from Martinique too and she was nominated at the Hip Hop Beauty Awards uh this year i think it was for the rookie award or best international act uh, see okay. i don't even know because it's some it's something big and they just said it once well she said it once on her social media but there was no hype about it like if you if you if you i'm into k-pop and well not not that much anymore but i used to be into k-pop and i was really (laughs) active in the fandoms and you have a strong fan community and whenever there's Uh, an award ceremony. You have everybody coming together to show their support, to hype up the artists. And we don't have that in Guadeloupe Mm -hmm. and Martinique. And it's, I'm trying to create something. I'm using the hashtag Stream Caribbean. If you want to use it, you can also use it. (laughs) The more the merrier. But I'm really, I really hope that we get to change the algorithm of all the social media and streaming platforms. If we get to use over and over again, the more people uh, the more people use uh, one one hashtag, whatever, even if it's not hashtag stream Caribbean, we have to use the same the, the same word. So the algori- the, the algorithm we ha- will have to change and it will bring more visibility to our artists and yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah well <laughs> she 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 has a good point there and it's almost like i want to see you see what happened with afrobeats yeah you see how Afrobeat just like picked up and it's a thing now like I feel like that should be happening. That should have been happening for Caribbean music.
2: I think what's happened is we will focus on the outside, right? Like we will focus on the US and, you know, other markets. And then we took some of that influence and said, well, you know, if these people like that's how a lot of us saw black people as well right like in media and that kind of thing so it's like okay i can do this too and maybe saying okay i can be a rapper and like imitating maybe some of those styles and then some people saying, no well i can be a singer a dancer you know whatever but like having my caribbean style but some people maybe define that as well instead of looking to the u.s oh well let me look to my country let me be the antigua and this or the Barbados, page yeah. this or you know whatever and then now each one of those islands has like those kinds of people and they start they have started to come together yeah. but we need to come together at an even higher umbrella Right, well, that, oh, like what she's saying with stream so, Caribbean, because it's more than just for that, and you know things have been happening. Because that's we what I was about to say. To bring it even more and have more supporters behind it, more audience and fans behind. So
0: it. here's the thing: I don't think the issue is on our end, and the reason why I say that is when you think of something like soccer, mm-hmm. it's big in the Caribbean, it's big in Japan, yeah so it's it's i think it's the audiences we're trying to reach they just need to listen to us
1: and i think that's that. where
0: yeah and i think that's where her hashtag and what she's saying mm-hmm. comes in when you know you we trying to change the algorithm and get them to notice us because if but japan can notice us and it's, it's, now japan having their own carnivals mm-hmm. and stuff like that like
2: yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's going from all of these subjects yeah, yeah, yeah. to connecting under a larger umbrella, right? To so like mm-hmm.
1: of um, Caribbean music,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And not just for Caribbean music. There's also like film and these kinds yeah. of things that I'd I'd like Mela to touch on a little bit. But um, Adani, what were you saying? I was just
1: saying like if you look at the success of like Casa, Midnight Groovers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, there is potential there. I I just think in the last maybe couple of years, like, it's been so diluted in the, like, especially the music industry. But I see it coming back, especially with um, what Martinique and Guadeloupe and the French territories are doing and then the rise of the Henry segment. That's what um, I was going gonna... to... So I see, like, I can see the kind of collab that could come from the Denry guys um, doing Creole music and French music on the Denry rhythm beats and then getting into that French market and the French guys coming over onto the Denry beats and then getting into the St. Lucian market and then possibly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, how tri- uh, how there's, like, Trinidad, like, we can have, like, a French kind of dancehall Denry segment fusion coming about from that. Like, I could see that happening. Especially mm-hmm. since a lot of these people in the outer districts where Denry segment is more popular, the people who have more ties in the Guadloops and the French Guyanas and the, the Martinics, etc. Mhm.
2: Um, Mala, did you like? You know about Denry segment and these kind of songs. Like, what was your reception about it? Like, if you do. Uh,
3: uh, I know about it, but I I'm not. It's <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> but I know about it um, yeah uh, I'm, I'm with Adani it's, it would be really big if more artists from Guadeloupe and Martinique uh, would collab with people from Saint Lucia or Trinidad it would well the thing is now that we have the COVID situation uh I was listening to a podcast, uh I think it it's uh, the Lime La- the Lime podcast. Lime soccer. No, mm-hmm. the soccer analysis. Oh, I don't know. Um it it was a podcast about soccer. There are so many podcasts about soccer, but there are <laughs> no podcasts no I, I yeah, but I'm serious, there are no podcasts about Zook. For instance, I mean mm-hmm. if you want to give visibility to our music, I, I was so surprised um, to see so many podcasts about Soka. Okay. So um, I was going to say, uh, that when you have, uh, no, I forgot what I was about to say.
2: But it's filling fill th- in the gap, right? Like even if somebody like me, right, you know, yeah. I'll hear Zook and I'll like it, but I don't know, like the first place to like go to look for Zook if I want to, like, mm find what's hot or like <laughs> what you know what I mean
1: like, I understand and even, that issue,
2: and even how I find music like I'll find one song I like and then I'll do start radio on my app like based on that song and then I'll like things attached to that but I find sometimes with the French music or songs that I like the things that are suggested
3: aren't like that song. Not that that, one, that, that
0: one song. That you that started like. yeah,
3: and, yeah. and that's that's because we don't have um the algorithm the algorithm don't uh, doesn't recognize Zook. Mm. Uh, last year uh, my Spotify stats were um so I descended to R and B the most and then I had Zook and then I had uh Zook and Pop or something like that. I mean mm-hmm. It means that for the algorithm, it, there are two categories of Zook when oh. there should be only one. One,
0: one. Yeah. yes. Yeah,
3: so it, it divides the, the streaming the, the streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's why you cannot, if you, click, if you click on on a song and you won't find that much other songs related to the one that you like because the algorithm doesn't recognize it because it's not streamed enough for the algorithm to recognize it
2: yeah yeah, yeah. so for anybody listening today, go look for some zook to listen to <laughs> after this podcast we'll, um, well, we'll have uh, for... to get Mayela to, um, yeah, she'll have to create, create a, a playlist, playlist
0: for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Caribbean Millionaires, our first playlist will so have to be a Zouk playlist.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Saturday morning Zouk.
1: Right? Oh
2: boy, I can see a Danny dancing now.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, There's a song I'm looking for, right? A Zouk song that you used to play on the St. Lucian radio. It used to start a radio show like Saturday around midday. And I have never been able to find the song. I, I heard a bit in my head now, but I just
2: do not know the name of the song. <laughs> you may have to call the radio station and be- <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs> well that that's also something else how tv or radio can can help give more visibility to artists mm-hmm. from yeah. other caribbean islands and i know for us dj's uh back in yeah. the day used to really help promoting other Caribbean artists from other islands so I don't know how it was for you but DJs were really the ones setting the trends and it's not that much anymore and now that we won't even be able to party for another (laughs) couple of (laughs) years
2: we have to (laughs) find
3: another way
0: She said that you could hear the depression in her voice, like you. know, I just like I just.
2: Well, you know, in these times when you're feeling down and stuff, that's when you just want to go to a fit and bust a wine and you know, you, you know, dance your sorrows away. But <laughs> that's what yeah. can't did. do that.
0: <laughs> Corona.
2: <laughs> um. So I, I, I love kind of like the path that we've taken of like finding the similarities and then saying, you know, how can we um um you know provide more support and like see for the growth of our like creative stuff and representation and we've spoken a lot about music but um I know you do a lot of work Mayela in terms of um television and film and that kind of um media so you kind of want to start us off on like what you have kind of seen in the Caribbean space or or french caribbean space i'm i'm not sure which specifically of of what you've seen in the development and and progression there of of representation
3: um my uh season one and two of my podcast were more dedicated to other caribbean countries because since i didn't know what was happening in other islands i wanted to see how well, what kind of stories were brought to, to the screen? And uh, my season three, which I will start sometimes, sometime in 2021, will be specifically about Guadeloupe. Because I realized that Guadeloupian filmmakers are really into showing the harsh reality of our lives And it's very depressing. Mm. I feel like, yeah, I feel, um, the films that are made in Guadeloupe and Martinique are the ones who are the ones that show, um, a specific part of the population and not that, and not that much our culture or how we overcome The struggle. It's really more about showing the ghetto and how things are how well how we are hustling. And that's that's that's, similar
2: to black people like in general, right? Like how do you display in the media as like gangsters and crime and not necessarily like having stories or films about like black love, you know, stuff like that. Like that's the progression that you you saw that all that we've seen happen at least in the states so um i think that's what you're saying right like you want to see more of the like positive and more representation outside of like this one like little point of of society right
3: yes but the problem is that in in france um films uh, get uh, get found no c'est pas le bon mot um uh, they get the foundings from the from from a big organization, and it's for all filmmakers from France. So this organization, from it's an official from the government um, organization, it controls which films are being made and those who and those that cannot be made. Oh. So they control. The narrative around the the representation of people from Guadeloupe and people from Martinique, and they're really trying to to push this negative, this sad yes. and depressing narrative about us. Like so they're they're, actively
0: trying to make your look look that way.
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 a struggle when you live in in the Caribbean. I agree, but we are also people who are resilient and who we who try to really do to really be good people, and it's not always about um, selling drugs and killing other people. So I. I th- and I was about to say that there's this film, Battle Dream Chronicle. It was directed by Alain Bidard. It's my first, um, it's my first episode of my podcast, and it's really um, showing a positive representation of Black liberation, of the Martinican liberation. And the, just give me a minute, please, because. There's someone at the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Bonjour. Je suis en enregistrement, désolé. Merci beaucoup. C'est gentil. We have our live D'accord. French
1: interaction. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir.
2: Sorry much. about that. Like no, no,
0: that's fine. That's fine.
2: Yeah. all I got there was bonjour vous play au revoir <laughs> no.
1: if you're listening and you can decipher that conversation you know
2: you no we're
0: going
2: no. to cut it out
0: <laughs> <Am> I? <laughs> I mean i wanted to give you know the authentic french feel you know oh my god was that donald yeah. it okay, was
3: exactly. it was my neighbor Oh. We're <laughs> okay. in France today <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was about to say that It's positive representation of uh, Black liberation And he to- Alan Bida told me That he, he couldn't get his Film to be screened in France mm-hmm. So it was in theatres in Guadeloupe and Martinique But it didn't get released in France Because uh, distributors Were scared that um, it would give ideas to little black children to see to well, to, to wow. ask for freedom and to realize that the society they live in isn't good.
0: Wow. So,
2: so I know that this is very controversial and I don't want to go like too deep into it, but then like does that make you feel? like that's why something like cuties got through because um it was like controversial and like you know you know what i'm talking about right
3: well i i think uh i didn't get to see cuties because covid situation i didn't go to the movie theaters and it's not well see you can watch it on netflix everywhere in the world except in france oh wow wow okay, so i didn't get to maybe they will add it to the catalog in a in That's a few so months interesting yeah. but yeah so um the thing about cuties um I'd, I'd say that they didn't understand the perspective of the of the filmmaker she's right. a black woman so she knew exactly why she would why she decided to show to to create this story and why she decided to film it that way mm-hmm. and i think for white people it uh it's just the confirmation of all the negative stereotypes about black Correct. women Correct. so they yes. don't see how she tried to to change it up a little bit and how she tried to show them that it's really not okay to see black little girls that way. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. see it, so I, can't really, I cannot really speak about it.
2: I can't wait for when you do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
0: feel like she'll have a hot podcast episode yeah. when she does.
2: <laughs>
3: well, I don't really talk about... Um, I, I really try to stay focused on Guadeloupe, well, French Caribbean okay. uh, films. Okay. Uh, yeah. So and she, well, she's from Senegal, I think. So she's French Senegalese. So you're also
2: going to have to make a list, uh, a watch list for us. Yeah, a watch list of things that we can get with subtitles. Wasn't there that (laughs)
0: that
1: one with the guy in the wheelchair? I I saw that one, but it's a French based movie that they um, remade with. It's a French based movie that they remade with um, Kevin Hart. Remember that one? But oh, it was who? originally uh, uh, French Yeah.
3: TV. Yeah. And it uh, had
1: the guy in the French um ghetto and you're taking care of the white man in the wheelchair. Yes. That movie's okay. originally I, a French movie yeah and then the yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart and them remade it yeah. See, mm.
0: Mm, something I didn't even know.
2: Yeah. And I, I watched
1: the know. French version first.
2: Which one is better?
1: <laughs> the French version. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I don't think it's because of Kevin Hart. I think it's just because a lot of the America. stuff that they tried to bring out. Yeah, they made it more American, but yeah. like the yeah. French version was like nice and wholesome. But but when they made it more American, they kind of like put the comedy factor in, and yeah, the, kind of like dumbed it down a
2: little.
1: Yeah, bit. yeah, they dumbed down the, the emotion of the the, the actual movie mm. that I. Saw.
0: So so question for you, my um, you said like. They, a lot of like the films you guys have in you know Guadeloupe and Martinique they tend to take on a more you know for lack of a better with depressing tone so y'all don't have many like as Boy an stuff like comedy type stuff do you
3: um there are but they're really um stereotyped so okay. they're really going for uh, all the negative stereotypes about okay.
0: Again. about
3: black people. And the, well, the black community doesn't support these films, nor these filmmakers, okay. but they actually do really well in movie theaters with the French white audience. <laughs> wow. So, wow. for instance, they, there was this, um, this film about slavery. It was a comedy about slavery. Um, oh my god. It was it was released <laughs> in 2011, I think. And it it was a hit in France, oh in France, yeah. And people don't understand why we would say negative critics about this film. And I I, I know I sorry when I'm, I, I'm still stuck I know I'm so shocked yeah. a about comedy
0: about slavery I'm sorry about yeah. slavery. Like, yeah I, I, there's um, nothing funny about slavery like wow unless uh, okay. it was like
1: a like a jungle kind of film no <laughs> not, no no
3: no no <laughs> wow. and, uh, maybe 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 that's what they were trying to do but okay. at the end of the day uh, I'm from um a stories per- a storytelling perspective it's a film with um well everything is co- coherent Korean coherent coherent. It's, yeah, coherent everything makes sense mm-hmm. all the situations makes sense but the way they represent black people um it's very counterproductive mm-hmm. it shows black people as submissive it shows them as stupid oh. they they just they, they they just took all the negative stereotypes about black people they put it in the film they wanted to make a comedy about it but they just they just reinforced the, the stereotypes. And there's there's uh, this one scene, and even if you look at the poster of of the film, you see so you have the two lead uh, the two lead uh, actors uh, standing looking straight ahead. So it's like it so it's like they they're looking at the at the viewers, Mm. and then you have in the background you have the enslaved black people, and they they all. Have their and their head down. They are chained and they have their head down. So it's a submissive uh, right. position. And what we want right now, and it's also the narrative that historians are really trying to push into the mainstream uh, debate. It's how even the the enslaved people that worked in the masters in the master's house yeah. were also fighters in their own way. The the fact that they're they 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 are trying to survive and they're trying to do everything in their power to survive, it's a form of resistance. And that's really the narrative that right now I feel like we're trying to push. And films like the one I talked about uh, I don't know the I know it has an English name but I don't know the name in French it's Casse départ and it was really uh, to me it, it was a setback in the in the form in the history of the representation of slavery. I had a special edition it's in English too so maybe if you want to check it out I talk a lot about how friends uh, our French cinema, U.S. cinema, U.K. and Brazil um, represent slavery in their films and the differences and also the similarities. Awesome. Oh,
2: I mean, I feel like we've learned so much. and I Yeah. Think, oh, yeah. I, I have
0: a question. Cause yes. So you being someone who's, you know, you've studied this whole film stuff, what in your mind do you think has to be done or can be done for french filmmakers to break out of this habit of making films with that kind of depressing tone
2: uh, what i think what you're saying is people are making things that sell right yeah So, so it's it's a matter of the it's i think representation is always part of the solution but it's having representation at the top and it Mm -hmm. may also be redefining like the audience right so if if you know the audience is you know mostly that they're catering to is mostly white french people um the things some of these people want to create that are black stories maybe that's not the audience they have to cater to. And maybe they have to go yeah. towards a Caribbean audience or a Black audience. The thing is, how much money is there in that Yeah, market? I guess, yeah, at the end of that's the day, the it's money, it's,
0: it's a money it's a money, yeah. Thing. Money. So, yeah. yeah, so then my, my next question is, because we're talking about film in terms of movie, but is it the same thing in terms of TV, like mm. TV shows mm. and whatnot? Is it the same tone?
3: Um... so uh, i think there there are more opportunities for black actors um in television there are okay. more opportunities and when you well tv has um is tv is limited by the the you know when it's PG, PG thirteen, yeah. right?
0: You have all those rules. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it kind it, it kind of limits how far they can go in terms of represent of bad representation.
0: Ah, okay. Uh,
3: I I think, but it's not it's not really yeah, actors have have better opportunities, but it's not that great either. There are a lot okay. of actors who who must go so either to the US or they go to the UK um, in order to to get roles because they don't have. There's uh, this TV show, um, Death in Paradise. It's shot in Guadeloupe. And it's, I think it's been going on for eight years, nine years. And right now, uh, the lead actress is Josephine Jobert. And she's, uh, she's French, she's black, she's, she's French and she's black. And she left uh, the TV show for two seasons, I think, maybe one or two. And now she's back, but she's a good actress, but she doesn't get any role and i know at some point she w- she said in her um, on her on her instagram story that she's thinking about moving to la in order to see if she can get more roles and she if she can work more so a lot of a lot of actors and actresses have to move away to to get well to be able to do their job
0: That that seems like a reoccurring theme for us in the Caribbean, having to move away to be able to do what we.
2: I think these are the um, what do you call it? It's like kind of like the pioneers and like waymakers kind of thing because it's like you know making a path to like being known seen, like identifying with a greater you know audience
0: yeah but it, it, i find it's very interesting that it t- it's it's only because of these rules and restrictions for tv that is preventing them from going so you know enforcing that bad stereotype i mean it's good but to me and i guess you know that's just me wishful thinking it shouldn't have to take some rating of a show but it be pg or, or r to stop yeah. someone from you know showing that kind of stuff but
2: yeah i mean i think our next like fight and everything is you know carving out more spaces for ourselves yeah. but in the media and the media is a huge monster right so we just need to keep chipping and chipping and chipping away um
3: you know you were talking about black love earlier uh yeah. in in french cinema and in french television it's it's there's this unspoken rule that you can have um, 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 a black man with a black woman on on the screen mm-hmm. you don't have couple you, you don't have black couples mm. wow so it's always you. If you have a black character in love, it's it always have to be with uh, a white character.
2: Mm, interesting. <laughs>
3: <So, laughs> uh, I like so shook right I, now. Like, like she's
0: saying these things, and I'm like, you like you cannot be serious right now. Like like with guys, like,
2: yeah, it's dismantling the patriarchy. <sighs> it's like it's everywhere, right? I mean, yeah. But uh, but Bidon, like his pressure it's, went up his high blood. No, pressure.
0: it's it's uh, it's like yo. What do you do? Like, cause cause and and she's she's saying it. It's like you for you to make a film, you have to get funded by these people, and these people basically dictating like what you get to put in your film or if you get to air your film. So imagine you being a director or a writer and you, you spend your life writing this thing that you believe is, is your masterpiece, your life's work, and somebody tells you, yeah, you can't air that because you your characters, you have two black people in love, we just can't have that on screen. Like... <laughs> Because in my mind, like we in the Caribbean, and I'm not just talking to English speaking, like just the Caribbean on a whole, we're so creative. Mm-hmm. I can imagine some of the amazing stories French people are writing, English people are writing, and to see someone telling you, you know, like, yeah, that's just not fitting the narrative you want to put out there. So... We need sat- a Caribbean sat- Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what it's coming to. But you see, it all goes back to the whole money thing. So
1: yeah, how do you foot the bill to start that, <laughs> boy?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. But that would be nice that we have a platform just for Caribbean, just for PM. us, right? Content, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But since we're not, when when I say we, are in Guadeloupe, Martinique, French Guyana, we're not independent. Then we we would need to ask France, uh, permission. "Quote unquote permission to create something like that. It would. It wouldn't be something independent from France.
2: France, yeah, because they're still
3: yeah uh, yeah.
2: They Deep, they more.
3: I have yes. a question I would want to ask about that,
0: but you know I don't want to you know, next in like propaganda and you know what I mean. Like it. Do you do you think it would be? better in terms of for you guys in 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 this whole film and media space the, you don't know no, just,
2: just I think I know everyone's going I was yes. going so, to
1: comment that it's interesting that Haiti was the first country to get its independence right in the Caribbean mm-hmm. but it's the majority of the French territories that are still tied to France, versus is the English territories being tied to Britain. Yeah. So I, I always found that interesting that we still had so many French territories. Like, is it that France treats the French territories so well and they so developed? Or, like, there just hasn't been this push to want independence for the French territories from the Caribbean side of things?
3: Um... I, I don't know okay. what I think is in, you know, about Amy Césaire about the Negritude movement. No, no, no,
0: no. no? Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: well, I'm not sure I, I have the vocabulary to explain, but uh, basically uh in the in the 30s, 40s, uh, around the around World War Two, you had all these young uh, intellectual from Guadeloupe and Martinique who got together in France because they were there to study, and they create they created their little group and they started um, a lit a, a liter- literature. <laughs>
0: Yeah, literature.
3: Yeah. And it's called Négritude. So it's really about um, um being proud of your black identity. Well, it's about defining okay. your black identity and being proud of it. So that was in the early 30s, 40s, and around the 80s some well other young intellectuals decided that it was time to go to to move further, and they they decided to 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 highlight the Caribbean. Well, not not the Caribbean. The Creole aspect of our black identity. Uh, in in no in English, I think it's creol Creolization Cre, Creolization, and you have. So you had Edouard Glissant, and then you had Patrick Chamoiseau. Well, all these people, they, they really, it's really about showing how beautiful, how complex the Caribbean identity is. It, they, they're all intellectual. I think what happened for French territories and why maybe we didn't get to to be independent, there was a gap between the lower classes and the the little bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. the the intellectual. Maybe there, there was a disconnect between the two and at some point there were uh, there were protests. Uh, Guadeloupe could have been independent in the 80s. If you watch uh, Le Gang des Antillers on Netflix, I know it's on Netflix uh, everywhere in the world, by Jean-Claude Barnier, uh, it kind of tells the story of all these young Guadeloupian and Martinican people um, that, that who are trying to, to be free from the French... Um, from from the french authorities and there were there were terrorist attacks in the 60s and that's the reason the french government created what we call the Bumidom and it's basically organized the the immigration of the young people of uh, Guadeloupe, Martinique, there was also Réunion Island on the other on the other side of uh, Africa, and they brought them to France in the sixties, seventies, and they basically cut them off, uh, cut them off of their families, and right. they, they were promised a good a good life. They were promised uh, a good job. Um, they were promised to be rich, and it didn't happen. All they, they, they didn't get to go to school like they were promised to. They had to, well, they struggled a lot. And they didn't necessarily tell their family back home what was happening to them. Because um, in Guadeloupe and Martinique, they were sure that the life in France was better. Right. Uh, so okay. there was this disconnection, and that's why um, you have a di- diaspora, a big diaspora in, in France now, because those who left didn't go back, and they were, I think, at some point they were the ones around the seventies and the eighties that could have that could have changed. Uh, that could have helped those who wanted the independence, those who those who were fighting for the independence. Uh, if they had this support from the diaspora, maybe it, it would have changed, and maybe would maybe would be independent. Right now. I don't know, but I feel it's really about the disconnection between different groups of the population, and yeah, you have in the
2: one society, yeah.
3: Yeah. So and and right now there's, of course, there will always be people saying we want to be independent, and those who do not want to be independent will use Haiti as an example of right. why we shouldn't be independent. Mm-hmm. But what what we never get to hear is yes, Haiti was the first um, black uh, the first black republic republic, but he. It had to pay a debt to France, France. for yeah. many oh, years yes. yes so mm-hmm. they they had to pay for they had to pay with money their freedom mm-hmm. and yeah the yeah, freedom okay. wasn't free <laughs> Yeah. <Seldom laughs> so I, I feel that's that's m- the main reason there are still so many French territories and we're we, although we we are treated like colonies and we are not respected we we're not equal we're not we not treated equally with other uh, departments mm. still the fact that uh france still keep keeps us because it gives france because we give france um some, i don't know the word some power in the region I mean they okay. they have yeah. they have a presence in the Americas through French Guyana uh, through Guadeloupe Martinique yeah
2: yeah that makes sense oh, I feel like we still have so much to learn. but as I said I feel like I know you're coming back <laughs>
3: <laughs> well um, I'd love to
2: and um, maybe if one day one of us works on our French we can we.
0: Mm-hmm. Can. <laughs> or for your
3: podcast, but... <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I try to work uh, on my Creole. I try to work on my Creole.
2: I could work on my I could work on my French. I'll I can start using Duolingo, but if it's Creole, that's hundred percent Adani for you. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> You'll have to start talking to Granny only in Creole Adani. A <laughs> chonma. Uh, <laughs> in full sentences <laughs> uh mayela thank you so much for joining us today i feel like um just in this podcast we've been able to close our own you know like personal like yeah. knowledge gaps and, and it, it shows
0: find it, more common ground. It, it shows that like there's a we we truly have a lot in common yes yeah we have a lot in common and i mean i hope you know it, it we start to come closer and closer together especially in these times
2: yep all right so for those of you listening please check out karu keramo
3: (laughs) the podcast you you have to check it out (laughs)
2: can you tell i just love seeing it i just have to think about it. (laughs) and um, i will go ahead and link all of um mayela's social media profiles and all of that for you and we'll promote um her as well on our social (laughs) media um Maela, we're asking you, we need that Zook playlist <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> as well as the movie recommendations and yeah, stuff yeah. that we can check out. But thank you so much for joining us on this podcast.
3: Thank you, and See thank you, you
2: for supporting us. Uh for our solo. D1. You know, <laughs> our of course, D1 of one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, Um, well guys, you know, you know what it is. It's been another episode of the Caribbean Millennials podcast. Oh